It is a heroic tale that people will talk about for generations. I launched myself into the jaws of the worm creature, narrowly avoiding endless rows of teeth. I used my blades to slow my descent, shredding the creature's pulsating throat. Once within its noxious bowels, I detonated the drive cores of six dead ships. The explosion resulting from digestive fumes and flammable fecal matter was the most beautiful sight I have ever seen. I was forced to swim through bile. Gland juices seeped into my nose and mouth until I emerged, moist, reeking, victorious. <sighs> I look forward to repeating this tale many, many times for the others. Hello and welcome to Hello Governor the Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Abdullah, and today I'm joined by Brandon Eels. How you doing, Brandon? I am fantastic, sir. Making How are you? I'm I'm fine, and I was just okay, about, I was just about to say you. This is a special episode because we have the podcast debut of Mr. Brandon Eels. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to be here. Whom is probably known as the other Drax because uh, we already had Dave yeah. Sobolov on the show. So where can yeah, you go man. after that? So <laughs> he's the other Drax. <laughs> Come on, Batista had to get my p- permission to do it he was like oh hey brandon is it okay if i take this role it's like fine go <laughs> ahead none of that's true no um we actually have i honestly like it's it's kind of so it, this is actually an end of an era for me because um this is it guys uh final drax <laughs> appearance because uh because <laughs> uh i've met uh fred tattashore who who, who has done drax in what if and sure. i've uh, had dave Sobolov on who mm-hmm. Drax on the cartoon and 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 other appearances, and now we've and now finally we've got Brandon who's done uh, Drax on Ultimate Alliance three and the forgotten <laughs> Telltale game Guardians oh, of the I Galaxy. <laughs> it's it's kind saving, of saving the best for last, aren't you? That's what it is. It's <laughs> it's kind of sad how like because I I had forgotten all about. <laughs> The Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm like, wait a minute. Didn't Telltale make a Guardians game and it wasn't yeah. and it wasn't very good? <laughs> well, you're half right. They made a game. It was really good. I thought it was I really liked their I mean, but I'm a sucker for the Telltale storytelling style and stuff. So I, I, I thought the game was pretty good. But yeah, you know, hey, to each their own. No, I mean it, I mean I, I'm joking, honestly. I honestly Mm. I, I'm one of I was one of the few people who was like, you know, I know this isn't like when comparing it to the grand scheme of Telltale games, it's not the best one, but Sure. It's it's a Telltale game. I would rather play this than play like something I'm not familiar with. I mean if, if that counts <laughs> or something. I I don't sure. know. I don't know. But yeah. um it's it's funny how like reminding myself of you know going back through watching the cutscenes and 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 just comparing the two, just comparing the acting, and I'm just like, man, kind of wish Telltale didn't go belly up because you can tell they had big plans for 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 uh, Guardians, but uh, yeah, wasn't, man, wasn't it's a shame. Well, and it's you know it's just so many. The, the saddest part, of course, is that so many people uh, kind of got 
you know, screwed over by all that, you know, all the writers and, uh, and engineers and everything. That's a, it's a real shame that, uh, those cats lost their jobs, but, uh, but yeah, on the selfish side of it, it would have been cool to, to keep, you know, to keep playing with them. They wrote, I think, I, you know, I think it's some of the best uh, video game script stuff I've seen. It's a lot of fun. So they're really good storytellers. And it was such an interesting concept where it's, it's um, what if, what happens next after you win? Like what happens after right. you've beaten the biggest threat in the universe? What happens then? And that is a... <laughs> yeah. That is such an interesting question that you barely see in superhero movies and superhero sure. media in general, where what happens after the good guys win? Like we don't see, you know, that middle period that, you know, after the credits roll, we don't see that. So it's like, what right. hap- What do they do after they've beaten Thanos and <laughs> do they go their separate ways? What happens? And yeah. I'm not, not going to lie, it was pretty ballsy to, to have the first episode end with like <laughs> Thanos dying. It was and like it's... right then. There's like an entire MCU, all those movies building up to this huge, enormous battle. And we were just like, well, let's just kill him right at the beginning. So I had the raccoon shoot him. Got to do the job. <laughs> do the job, Thanos. Yeah. Do the uh, job. It was really, yeah, really ballsy. It was a who don't like my dick in the butter dish kind of moment. So, And it's funny because I forgot how just how depressing Drax's storyline it was oh, where man, right? where he's just like trying to find something to fill his um, to, to give his life meaning. Because it's like, well, yeah. I got my revenge, but why am I not happy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was. Um, yeah, it's a really cool character examination, too, I think, you know, and, you, and we never really. I'm, well, I mean, forget I haven't really watched the cartoon um very much so i'm not uh, and i haven't i really haven't done much character research in terms of drax but uh uh you know i think it was what episode four of the telltale thing where we got to spend time uh in drax's past with his wife and daughter and everything and there's a whole lot of crying during that episode <laughs> a lot of tears in the booth during that one um but yeah it's a it's a neat a neat way to explore the characters you know as after like what's yeah that whole what's next and in typical telltale fashion they had to give you a really horrible choice in that flashback so it's like yep this is a telltale game through and through yeah indeed but uh what was the audition process like for drax like what did what were they looking for exactly sure it was uh yeah it was a pretty uh, yeah i mean it was a lengthy process i mean in in that there were probably three or four rounds of callbacks um i had you know sent in my initial thing you know you don't you're trying to do something new you know what i mean like drax before had always just kind of been this kind of guy and and then with the movie um it really introduced that kind of deadpan humor that uh that james gunn and dave batista brought to it which is just amazing i think it's hilarious and fantastic so it's trying to fit, uh, you know, kind of bridge that gap. You know, you want to be able to keep the humor, um, but then you also want to create your own new kind of uh, new kind of. Well, not new. You want to just kind of create something that's similar to what was done in the past and what's being done uh, in the MCU. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, it was just I, they send, you know, a couple pages worth of uh, worth of dialogue or you know, I think it may have been just like individual lines. But uh, yeah, I cranked through those and then, um, you know, they 
after a few days, they're like, can you do it again? And I did it again. And I don't know if I really did anything different, but, um, I, you know, and more of that, it was just like, so now we want to hear more of this and more, more humor. Now we want to hear more, not sarcasm, but like, um, I don't know, more rage on this one, more, you know, flatter on this. And, and, you know, you just try to voice acting is really just a lot of taking direction, you know, just like now be bigger, now be bigger, now be bigger, now be, now be smaller. And, you know, just whatever they tell you to do, you just kind of do it. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know. I guess I, 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 all of a sudden it was just like, okay, well, you're doing it. So um, it was pretty, pretty sweet. I mean, I didn't know really what the gig was going to be. I didn't, I mean, I just knew it was a Marvel thing with Telltale and that sounded awesome. And um, yeah. And it, I'm, I'm glad that it kind of uh, uh, branched off into some more, more games and stuff. That was a nice little, it's the gift that keeps on giving. So. And it was nice that they brought you back to play Drax and well, Ultimate Alliance 3. I thought that was yeah. pretty cool. <laughs> a pretty cool uh, callback. Yeah. Well, thank you. I'm glad it, uh, yeah, I'm glad of it too. And yeah, I think I'm in a few mobile games as well. I, I, so it's always hard to tell what you're recording because it's always like, okay, it's some Drax stuff. We can't tell you anything about it. So it's like, okay. So <laughs> I really have no idea how, how many games I may be in out there. But, uh, uh, but I mean, it's interesting because you you look at um, Marvel Ultimate Alliance three. Drax yeah. is barely a character in that he's just like he only has like sure. a couple lines and and he's just yeah he's just a playable character and mm-hmm. what's interesting is that um you this was the first time hearing you do a lot of like grunting and fighting sounds a lot more right, than right a lot more in than the Telltale game so I'm wondering like what was that experience like for you going from okay character driven drama to mindless action game yeah. aimed at children. Right. Yeah. It's just, well, session wise, it's just much faster, you know, (laughs) like it's just, you're in and out. I mean, as opposed to telltale where each episode is, you know, tons of pages and you're in there for four hours of time over weeks. Um, You know, this was one and done. I was, I think it was in and out within an hour. Um, So, you know, Drax, like, like you say, he doesn't say much, but, uh, and we, and I didn't know what it was. Again, you don't know, uh, because it was so hush hush had no idea what I was recording when I got there, but I would see um, uh, some of the lines I was, I I was reading to uh, uh, the, the screen, the ADR, right? So you could see um, the video screen there and they'd beep you in uh, to, to deliver the line and uh, they're getting ready to run the thing. And I get my three beeps, beep, 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 say the line, but the camera comes on and I see a scene with like, there's Wolverine and Venom and Spider-Man and Captain Ma- And I was just like, what, 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 what is this? What is this? I was <laughs> like, I could, couldn't even record. I was so geeked out. I was like, is it, I want to play. Can I play it? And uh, yeah, it was super cool to, uh, to kind of get a glimpse of what was to come. But uh, yeah, so we kind of, I kind of had it. I kind of had an idea that it was uh, Ultimate Alliance 3, but I never really knew officially. You just saw that and you're like, oh, cool. They're making a crossover game. That's cool, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, it was. But it was just, yeah, it was just so awesome. It was like so many people in one scene. So I think that's awesome. So glad I get to be a part of this. Yeah, because I'm, you know, I'm a nerd. I like, I like it. I like the comic books and stuff. <laughs>
And that's why, like, they had to get you to play a character that you had no connection to <laughs> previously. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, it's a Marvel thing. Who am I playing? Oh, Drax. What, you, know, uh, you mean uh. Dave Bautista's character in, in <laughs> Guardians? Okay. He's cool, I guess. I mean. <laughs> Whatever. And it's so strange because, I mean, hell, you're hearing me talk now. And I'm like, hey. <laughs> and to, like, have to switch into this kind. That's, I am so not Drax at all. But, uh. Uh, yeah, we like. I really thought, you know, I can't no, put me in the rocket role or Star Lord. Like, I feel like I could pull that off, but uh, well, hell. But if you need me to growl and scream for a, an hour, I I can do that too. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's interesting because that that game has like the the most interesting casting choice they've they did was bring back Adam Harrington, who's known for doing Big B on uh, Wolf Among Us. Right. So what what role did they get him to play? Groot. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh it's so funny. So I'm like, yeah, that that makes sense. It's like let's get the deep voice guy and have him play Groot. <laughs> right, right. Well, yeah, he, he says did a like great one job. only says like one line and that's it. <laughs> yep. I think I got to audition for Groot as well. And uh, yeah, you know, I mean, it's one of those just how many different ways can you say I am Groot? So no, but that, but that was an interesting, that was an interesting callback. And I really love it. Yeah. And I hear like the telltale crew, as we call them, coming back, you know, it's mm -hmm. like, oh, hey, there's Dave Fennoy. Oh, hey, there's uh, Sissy Jones. Oh, hey, there's Gavin, ha Gavin Hammond, you know? Yeah, it's nice that uh, they could, you know, you you work with people you know. That's a nice thing about the industry is making friends and working with people you like. So. And and it's interesting seeing, you know, the progression of the games and as they got more popular and as the IPs got bigger, they started bringing in people like Nolan North and yeah. Troy Baker and Travis Willingham and Laura Bailey. And it's like, right. man, how far have we come? <laughs> yeah, they, was, they were pulling out the big guns. Because a lot of people don't know, but uh, the original Walking Dead, most of the cast at the time was San Francisco-based, and that's why a lot of mm -hmm. people were wondering, like, who are these people? I mean, because I think Dave Fennoy was the only one who was, you know, L.A.-based at the time. Sure. And everyone else was, like, based in San Francisco or around the Bay Area, and uh, and it just came out of nowhere. And it was like, who are these people, and uh, why aren't they in more stuff? And uh yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, come on. You know, looking back at it like ten years later, it's 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 uh, it's amazing seeing all the people who, you know, it's it's amazing seeing the people uh, become one of the most recognizable people in the industry. Yeah, it's, it's very cool. You know, it's just the again it's the power of um, that great team of uh, people that were making those games and writing and uh, and you know engineering that gameplay and. Uh, they were they were a powerhouse, you know, and uh, yeah, kind of stinks that they're gone, but uh, hopefully they've all moved on to happier days. So, well, I mean, we got Firewatch, so there you go. That's that's a good. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's it. That is a plus in my book, and that game again came out of nowhere and took the world by storm. And and I think one of the things I really like about Telltale is that they, you know, before they came along we didn't really think that much about storytelling in, in video games and how mm -hmm. storytelling is done and what have you. It was just, Hey, 
whatever. You know, I, I skip the cutscenes. I don't care about no cutscenes. <laughs> I just right, want right. I just want to shoot stuff. But um but after Walking Dead was such a success, a lot of studios were like, Hey, what if we hired writers who actually give a shit about telling compelling stories yeah. instead of just yeah. background noise? And and you and you start to see the you know, you start to see the progression of video game storytelling, you know, in recent years and how much how much has changed thanks to the success of Telltale in general. So I think and sure. And, and, no, absolutely. And, and I just kind of and it just kind of makes me sad that people can always tend to downplay the success of Telltale's uh, impact on the industry because it's like, come on, man. Like even I remember back in 2012, I got into an argument with someone about you know, storytelling in video games. And I'm like, you don't understand. I, I'm someone who didn't really care that much about walking dead or storytelling or, or stories in video games in general. Cause I'm like, I don't really, you know, whatever, <laughs> like, you know, nothing was compelling me at the time, but I remember playing walking dead, you know, for the first time and just being engulfed in the story and just thinking about mm -hmm. all those scenes and all these, all these characters. And I even made a joke about, I actually know all the characters names cuz I'm so invested in <laughs> in in what's going on and I just got into this argument with someone where he's like, "Ah, oh, you know, whatever. It's it's not it ain't that deep." But I'm like, "What? This this scene didn't move you? What what are you talking about, man?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh they, it's they've made a real big impact. I mean, you know, cuz they were like uh that hybrid. They were, you know, choose your own adventure books that brought in a little element of of gameplay in your choice making and you'll see that even in um you know, little certain scenes and even like, uh, yeah, like Red Dead Redemption was the first game I think I really was like, oh, my God, awesome. It's cutscene. Everybody shut up, you know. Um, but then, yeah, those cutscenes where it'll still have those little interactive things where you're listening to the story and all of a sudden just goes hit X, hit X, hit X, hit X. And like, oh, shit, hit X. You know, that kind of stuff is it's cool. It keeps you on your toes, but it also keeps you paying attention to the game. And it's a cool little mechanic that they brought in. And I also like watching cutscenes that uh, that take on different routes, that take on different dialogue trees than than the ones I chose. Because I'm like, oh, I didn't hear that in my play in my playthrough. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Do you do that? Do you, would do you? Uh, will you watch through other people's like Telltale playthroughs at all? Yeah, because I I want to yeah, see the, uh, I want to see the other choices. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. I mean, yeah, I, I uh... mean, I, I love playing Telltale games, but like my problem with them is that once you experience them for the first time, it's like the impact, you know, isn't you sure. Know? <laughs> the read impact the is, and... yeah, yeah. You chose your adventure. Yeah, and 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 I'm just like I got I get I get so used to like choosing my own adventure. I'm like I don't want to deviate from it. I don't want to. I don't want this character yeah. to die. I know they're gonna die if I pick this choice, but <laughs> you right. know. But uh, yeah, yeah, no, it is. But I mean, but I mean, it just makes me sad that you know, looking back at Guardians and how that kind of fell into obscurity. Because I'm like, you know, there was there was a lot of potential for a franchise here, but uh, like I said, it was uh, it was it wasn't meant to be, and it came out during a time when Telltale mm -hmm. there was a lot of uh, behind the scenes drama, uh, production problems, and I remember the episodes yeah. taking forever to finish and a lot of a lot of people were like hey are are we ever going to get guardians you know is guardians ever going to get finished because I remember a lot of people were very pissed off because it's like hey we paid money for this we paid money for the entire season right. 
<laughs> when are you guys going to get, you know, get it, get it done. But, uh, you know, credit where it's due, it, you know, it got done and I'm kind of sad. We'll, we'll never get a conclusion to that story. Yeah. You know, it's that, you know, it, it's one of those things too. I think it just got, uh, interest in something like guardians of the galaxy gets a little lost in the shuffle because, you know, at the time you, we just, you know, there was the hit movie and the movie just kind of, changed the voice of the MCU and, uh, and, you know, uh, so it was, there was so much hype around it. Uh, and then the game came around and it was not really that, but it was like, everybody was kind of guardians happy. And then, you know, and then it was the second movie and like, you know, so it's like by that time, everybody's kind of like, okay, there's so much MCU happening that you know and and other games and other stuff coming out constantly that it's like eh, okay you know it's 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 easy to get you know lost in the shuffle there like like the ant-man game was that is that a thing did i just make that i don't know <laughs> it got lost in the shuffle ironically enough i was looking up uh random marvel games and did you know that there was a winter soldier game that was a tie-in to the movie was it really? Yeah, only released on mobile though. That's crazy. So... <laughs> oh, okay. See, I'm actually I'd really rather just play this Ant Man game that I've been inventing in my head. I think that would be a lot of fun. <laughs> Honestly, like now that I think about Ant Man, is in, is such an interesting character. I'm kind of surprised no one has tried to make an Ant Man game. I'm sure, I'm sure somebody's cranking on it out there. Somebody's got to be typing that code right now, whether or not they can sell it. You know, that's another story, but yeah, because somebody's out there making because Ant Man is like another one of those characters who only had like two movies, and the third one's like, oh, you got to watch the third one because we got uh, Kang is coming. So, <laughs> but right. but um, before that, it's like, hey, you know, the movies exist, but they're not <laughs> they're not anyone's favorites, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I mean, the first one was was pretty okay but uh the the second one I, i'm not a fan of the second one the second one was kind of eh. yeah <laughs> yeah i don't i don't really remember the second one which is maybe that's your point i know <laughs> i mean it was yeah, I, all, I i can see i need to what, go back and rewatch everything i mean i can see what they were going for but you know having it released right after infinity war yeah that that kind of hurt it sure that sure. kind of hurt it <laughs> Mm, right right because everyone was still thinking about infinity war and like oh man what's going to happen next and then you go into ant-man and the wasp and it's just oh it's a sequel to ant-man yay it's like oh oh right right that was happening Ugh, okay i guess yeah and have you like you know speaking of the mcu have you actually watched all of the movies or have you just uh you know watched some of them yeah i have no i've i've certainly seen them all um we were just Rewatching them the other day, uh, my wife was like, we should watch Black Widow. And I was like, okay, well, you know, and she's like, but, you know, where does it leave off? And, I, you know, so we had to, like, go back and we were just like, you know what, screw it. Let's just start at the beginning. And, and you know, we started kind of burning through uh, everything again. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's great. I, you know, they make they make good flicks, you know. <laughs> they're, they're a lot of fun. I really enjoy them. So, I, I mean, you know. I, I, it's like a TV, you know, what's great about telling stories in TV is that you get as many episodes as you want. You know, in a movie, you're kind of limited to two hours or whatever. But what's great about the MCU is they're kind of like 
able to tell a TV story just over the course of, you know, these tons of movies. So I think it's great. You know, you get little callbacks to stuff and that happened in, you know, three movies ago. And, you know, I think it's some pretty sharp story. Yeah. And, and I honestly, I was thinking about this, but uh, that franchise is like the, you know, as we move into the age of streaming, that franchise is like the, the, the should be like the poster boy for, for us streaming. Cause Oh boy, like there isn't, you know, talk about, you know, you want, you want enough content to fill a streaming service. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I mean, cause it, it wasn't like back before, back in the old days where we, where we were lucky to get like maybe one or two superhero movies in like in, in a, in a, in a year or two, or like sometimes not right. even ever. Because back then it's like, well, we have comic book movies and superhero movies, but they weren't seen as anything more than just, oh, well, whatever, just like experimentation. Like there was a lot of experimentation in the 2000s and it wasn't until like 2008 when, you know, Iron Man came along and was like, hey, yeah. you know, we, we have this idea of like, what if we do what the comics did and basically just have everything take place in one universe and have like callbacks to yeah. to, to, to the movies and 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 give people a reason to want to see a Thor movie in theaters. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think yeah, like I I guess from what I gather, John Favreau kind of was the, you know, the leader of that kind of vision of like, you know, having the picture of what it should kind of be in his in his head, you know. Um, you know, takes a takes a power nerd to make a, a good, you know, nerd universe. So Thanks, Mr. Favreau. <laughs> and you, in your reward is you get to play Spider-Man sidekick in, in a bunch of movies. Okay, yeah, so. right. That's awesome. <laughs> That's great. He's <laughs> he's made his bank. He's doing all right. Honestly, like I kind of, it, it is just so surreal to me to to say like oh man you know who would make a great iron man movie the guy who directed swingers yeah that that guy would make a great iron man movie <laughs> right yeah. hey right place right time right brain you know but i mean yeah it's <clears throat> cuz i've just been rewatching like a bunch of superhero movies because I'm just like you know what I need something familiar I I can't I can't like with with the way things are right now I'm just like hey I kind of need something to take my mind off all the horrible shit that's going on in the world so and I've seen these movies before I know how they end I know all the story beats just put them on the background yeah just watch them yeah. And just go up, just like enjoy. comfort food. Yeah. Yeah. And just enjoy it. Like, I, I just, I just sometimes want to go, am I allowed to have comfort food? I mean, I, I know that everyone's like angry at each other nowadays <laughs> and everyone's like spouting out hot takes 24 7, but I'm like, am I allowed to just like sit down and just watch something I want to enjoy watching without, right. <laughs> you know, without having well, to? Well, that's what's nice about the MCU. Yeah, the MCU for me is nice because now I have multiple movies to choose from and it's not just Happy Gilmore over and over and over again. So that's that was always my fallback. That was like, I don't want to watch anything. I don't want to do it. I'll just put on Happy Gilmore again. So <laughs> oh, nice man. to have options now. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I remember as a kid, like way back in the the, the 90s where – my parents were like, hey, you know, you can buy like maybe one or two movies on VHS and that's it. 
Like that's your entertainment. Like that is like what you're going to watch over mm-hmm. and over again. Cause it's like, Hey, I mean, cause we didn't have like, you know, uh, we didn't get like satellite until like years later. So it's like, sure. this is, this is what you, what you, what you get. It's like maybe one or two movies and that's it. And we didn't have satellite. So we didn't, yeah. you know, I didn't, I wasn't watching like Disney animated movies like 24 <laughs> seven, like, like, like now. So that's like, Hey, you know, you want to watch Return of Jafar over yeah, and over alive. again? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and it's kind of funny mentioning that movie because as a kid, you you don't notice how... Because as a kid, like, one, one of my favorite movies of all time, you know, is Aladdin. I remember as a kid watching that on VHS sure. for the first time. And I'm, like, you know, just blown away by how amazing it is. And years later, I found out they made a sequel. And I'm like, oh, man it's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. And then I watch it and I'm like, I, it was the first movie I remember watching that made me go, yeah, this is terrible. But you know, I, I kept fooling myself into thinking, no, it's good. It's good. It really is good. I'm just, I'm just, I, I just, I, you know, maybe I'm in the wrong, but no, it, it, it is not it's a good funny. movie. It is not a good movie. <laughs> well, you know, if it brings you joy, it's what it's, then it did its job, you know, and that's, like Grease 2. I'll watch Grease 2. Hell, Happy Gilmore. Bring it on. Bring on your garbage. <laughs> I love all of it. I remember as a kid watching like Nobody's Water... going to watch this garbage. I'll watch it. So. I remember I remember as a kid what watching was that? I remember as a kid watching um speaking of Sandler watching Waterboy over and over again and just like being able to quote that movie yeah verbatim because I watched it so many times and oh, and people Lord. just got sick of it I'm like yeah yeah we know you like Waterboy just stop quoting it please all right <laughs> and people don't do that anymore like I've noticed like we as as the years go on like people don't like aren't quoting as much, which I'm like thankful for, because I'm like, yeah, I, I I remember back in the day when when people when we used to watch movies right. verbatim and we memorize every single line, and then we become those those types of people where yeah. we where we just spout every single quote we can think of, and it just becomes annoying, and you just don't see that anymore, thankfully. Yeah, I think like uh, I don't know, maybe Borat beat it out of us. I was like, okay, okay, everybody just settle down. We get it. So. No, I remember as well, like, I I couldn't watch Hercules for the longest time because every time I would go to my cousin's house to watch it, he would just quote that movie verbatim, like, beginning to end, and I just wanted to turn around and, uh, you know, I just oh, wanted really? to tell him, like, can you please shut up? I just I want I just want to watch the movie, <laughs> please. Right. <laughs> but oh, no, um, yeah, this is a great voiceover podcast, isn't it? <laughs> talking about. <laughs> All right. I forgot we were talking about voiceover. <laughs> so um, so happened to have a voice actor on here. <laughs> talk about Hercules. <laughs> Talk about Hercules. Um, you've done promo work as well, which is pretty cool. I mean, so go ahead. Yeah, the uh, well, there and there's. I'll, to clarify, there's a difference between promo and commercial. Promo would be what's known as like the um, you know 
Sunday at seven, Jerry's into a whole new mess. You know what I mean? Like on here's what's coming up on NBC, that kind of stuff. Um, commercials are commercials. And uh, so I don't do promo, but I do a, an ass load of commercials. Um, I'm a Chicago uh, voice actor. Well, I was, I'm sorry. I, I kind of made my stake as a uh, Chicago voice actor. And, uh, and that market is, it's commercial heavy. I mean, Chicago is um, advertising land. And um, so that's the meat of uh, what came in. And uh, so that's primarily what I, I do. Uh, and then I moved to New York and it was the same thing. You know, I get a few games here and there. I get some stuff every once in a while that, that, that people, you know, are interested in enough to say, hey, come be on a podcast. <laughs> but uh, the majority of my work is all uh, commercials, um, which is, excuse me, I burped. Um, yeah, you know, it, I, I don't have uh, fans at a con or anything, but I don't have to do anything else i don't have another job i don't have to you know commercials are uh they take care of you in commercials um so uh yeah it's a little more lucrative a little less uh little little i don't know it's 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 ugly it's kind of the ugly side of voiceover a little bit but um but it's you know it beats working (laughs) but that's where the money is because a lot of people have this misconception of, oh, the voiceover is just anime cartoons and video games, but it's promo, narration, commercials. That's the stuff yeah. that pays in the long term. Because I've had people who've well, done There nothing. are so many little niches, yeah. Because I've had people who've just done uh, promo on the show and commercials, and they, you know, you might not recognize their names, but l- let me tell you, they make... Yeah. A shitload of money off of those commercials. <laughs> well, and you know, I'll, now the the big the big uh, big paydays are you know few and far between. But to put it in perspective, uh, you know, uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance three, I think uh, you know scale. You get like a union video game scale for that, which is you know I was in and out in an hour, and I think you know. A, a game, a game on that scale at the, at the back in that time, it's not, you know, it's good money for, uh, holy shit, it's good money for an hour. I mean, you know, as a union actor, we're super blessed to be able to do what we do. Um, you know, I think it was, it's a little under a grand, you know, um, which is awesome uh, for, for an hour's work talking into a microphone. Now, when I say like a thousand dollars an hour, holy shit, you know, that was also maybe the only hour I worked in a couple months, you know what I mean? <laughs> like those, those aren't, you know, it's not like we're just cranking out eight hours a day at a thousand dollars an hour. Um, but yeah, then there's other commercials where it's like you go in and out and, you know, 45 minutes max and I'm still getting paid for that. I mean, we're talking, you know, I'm still getting checks from shit I did back in 2004. You know what I mean? Um, so just the, the, you know, yeah, commercials, you can make some bank. So, and that's the interesting thing about voiceover for me is that there's this other world of people who only do commercials and they're making so much money, but barely anybody knows who they are because they're not as known as a Steve sure. Bloom or Kari Walgren or a Phil Lamar, you know? Sure. Because... Well, it's like, uh, you know, I mean, you know, when you look at Hollywood too, it's like, oh my God, the star. And how much they're getting paid to star in this movie. But it's like, yeah, but the guy who runs the studio, <laughs> it's like, 
I mean, they're the it's producers. And I was like, you know, that dude's making the money. Um, the stars get the fan. Now they're of course getting getting the money. The stars, obviously, but um, I don't know. It yeah, it stings a little bit sometimes that I'd love to be able to like, man, I'd love to be able to get into the cartoon and anime game, and I get a little jealous when I'm walking through cons and stuff, and I'm like. I want to have people standing in line to meet me, but, you know, uh, but on the flip side, I'm like, yeah, but I, I bought a new car, so I'm okay. So, <laughs> you know, like people might not know who you are, but you, you got yeah. a comfortable living, you know, those checks still come in. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I, I always say I get into voiceover, um, for the, uh, for the schedule. That's where, that's what I love about it. I, on a busy, busy, busy week, maybe doing you know two or three hours worth of work so that's a that's a good week for me it leaves me lots of time to you know do nothing else but <laughs> it leaves you time to binge watch the entire mcu in one sitting or something I there we know. go <laughs> still haven't watched black widow i need to get on that now commercials are uh yeah it's a dirty game sometimes i mean i don't know dirty game advertising don't get me started down the rabbit hole of how evil I think advertising is. Uh, but that said, I will happily take uh, take their money. Um, and it's a fun, you know, it, 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 like I say, it's a fun little uh, job because there's just no stakes, you know? I, it's such a low stakes game, uh, which is funny because everyone else in the industry, it, like it's, you know, I mean, obviously people are trying to hold on to their jobs and whatnot, but that's, that's the high stakes part is like trying, well, I have to justify my job. Um, and the huge amounts of money that companies are spending to do all this stuff. And it's just this enormous thing, but it's like, guys, we're making a fucking commercial. You know what I mean? We're making something that's like the, we're making something that everyone hates. There is a button specifically to skip the thing we are making. And people are pissed that they have to wait five seconds to click it. You know what I mean? Like an amazing commercial is one when like you forget to skip the ad that's, you know, that's the best of the best. So it's like, you know, there's just no pressure. You can have fun with it. Just relax. You know, I, it's, uh, I don't know. I kind of developed a nice, uh, I don't know, Zen like philosophy towards all work uh, or, you know, voice work um, based on that because of commercials, because of this, like, guys, it doesn't matter, you know, have fun. I'm not auditioning like, if I need the job, if I need it and I got it, Oh, I'm, I need it or I want it, or it's just, Ooh, I got to have it. I can kiss that job. Goodbye. I'm never going to get it. It's when I don't give a shit when I'm just like, eh, okay, whatever. And I'll be in here auditioning, doing a thing. And my cat's meowing outside and I'll be doing the thing or whatever. And just, would you shut up cat? Sorry. That was my cat. And then I'll just keep going. And then I'm not going to edit that out. Why would I edit that out? You know, I'm just going to do my audition. If I burp in the middle of it, you know, fuck it. I burped and it made me laugh. If I think it's funny, whatever. I I audition for me. You know what I mean? I do. I'm doing what I think is fun, what I like to do. And then I send it out there and, you know, I've gotten jobs because people were like, oh my God, fuck. When your cat came in, that was amazing. You know, like, awesome (laughs) they didn't even care about like the actual read um so you know just like i don't know i do uh, anyway kind of falling into my life philosophy now which is none of this matters kick back have a good time smoke them if you got them you know 
anyway. No, I mean, that's a good philosophy to have because I think a lot of people just tend to go into this and say, well, I, I need to give the best read I, I can possibly give. But I'm like, have sure. fun with it, man. Have fun with it. Like, yeah. there's, there, there's no reason why you can't have fun with it. Like, yeah, I know you're, I know like recording commercials and promo isn't like the, you know, isn't like uh, fascinating stuff, but it's still work. You're still getting paid for it. Yeah. And well, and, and, and I will want to, I, I definitely want to say that philosophy. I recognize I have an extraordinarily privileged philosophy. You know what I mean? Like I am extremely fortunate that I have been able to make a living doing voiceover for God, 26, 27 years now, something like that. Um, and, and, you know, I, I, I'm employed. I have, you know, I have a home, I have stuff, you know, but there are, you know, there have been times like, like I said, when I need the job and that's, you know, you can't really, it's hard to adopt that philosophy. (laughs) Not everyone uh, can or should live like that. Uh, I just kind of have this Ferris Buellerian real kind of (laughs) douchey philosophy, I guess. I'm starting to hate myself the more I talk about it. That's why I just live it. And don't talk about it. <laughs> and this is why you don't. And this is why he's never done podcasts. Because like I, I, oh my god, <sighs> I'm the douche. I'm the I douche. No, right? <laughs> Damn it! Oh, I thought I was so cool before this started. <laughs> now that I think about it, like listening to you um, talk, I'm like, man, why hasn't this guy gotten cast as Rocket Raccoon? He has that. He has that vocal range. He's in that. <laughs> he is in that vocal range. Yeah, I uh, I think there's a little piece on one of my demos that even kind of has that, you know, that New York kind of thing going on. And anyway, nobody like me but me. I, I, it was a terrible Rocket audition. I wouldn't do it like that anyway. I'd be like, ha, I'm Rocket Raccoon. I like guns. That's right, Groot. Let's go. That would be my Rocket. I'm kidding. That's <laughs> worst. Why did he do it like that? You know he's a raccoon, right? Oh, okay. Like a raccoon? Okay. Ha, I'm a raccoon. I do a lot of gun off the rails. I don't know what I'm talking about. It. <laughs> and uh, <sighs> I apologize for anyone who's still listening to this. <laughs> yeah, right? And shit, we've got like four hours left, right? <laughs> uh, and we, we're not even an hour in. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> God. Um, we haven't even gotten into my mother issues yet. <laughs> Oh, just you. I, I honestly right. like, just, you know, you want to really get you want you want to get over, man. Just just be like, hey, man, I totally would have gotten that role if they if they were if they wanted. But but so and so came in at the last minute. They took the role and and it was bullshit. And I deserve that role. And the reason I, I don't <laughs> I'm still doing commercials is because that person fucked me over. That's right. That's right. Of course, that's why they're like. I still have to be doing fucking video games because Eels keeps booking all the commercials. So, <laughs> no, it's, it's which true. I wish was true. That'd be awesome if it was. <laughs> I don't think God imagine yeah, busy imagine, week two yeah, hours. Imagine if that was the case. Like people were just like, ah oh, man, I, I, it's like I want to do commercials, but that fucking Eels guy just keeps booking them all. Like I, I as I'm stuck doing anime and, and fucking <laughs> this Disney series that no one watches or something. <laughs> Suckers having to work more than three hours a week. 
chumps. <laughs> oh Lord! Yeah, yeah, but, not, yeah, but I mean that's the beauty of voiceover is that you can just there's these different facets of it that you can make a, make a career off of it. There is no just absolutely. Yeah, it's, there's it's, uh, it's, you know audio books and audio books and and uh, you know. Uh, uh, visual description stuff and um, uh, promo and on hold messaging and uh, you know ADR and loop groups and just all kinds of just little ways, just little niches that uh, that people can find, um, which is amazing. You know, I think uh, it, it's really cool the opportunity that's that's out there. Now it's super hard to get into that stuff i mean voiceover is extraordinarily competitive but uh um uh, but yeah but there are those there are paths um and you know it's like it's i always kind of say like the industry puts you where it wants you you know like when people will ask me like so how do you get into voiceover and um i mean my first answer is always like okay first of all be a celebrity or be related to a celebrity if you can do that you're golden uh other than that um you know it's like do plays do improv do stand up do anything other than voiceover do all that extra stuff be the actor you know voice is the modifier actors the noun so like we're voice actors uh so be open to any type of performance anywhere you can work on your craft because eventually the business is going to put you where it wants you you may find like oh shit i'm an improviser or oh wow, I'm I'm doing stage, and that's where my that's where my work is. Um, and even within voiceover, it's like oh well, I got in hoping I was doing cartoons and and whatnot, which we all kind of do. But then it's like oh well, I'm doing commercials, or it's like oh I'm in this amazing loop group doing you know background noises for all these shows and movies and stuff, and that's lucrative as hell too. Um, so yeah, it's just I don't know. There's so many different avenues that you know should just always be open to all of it excuse me i'm burping still yeah you shouldn't limit yourself to one thing you should you should be versatile Mm -hmm. versatility is the key to do a long career kids that's right (laughs) can't stick to one thing um so like you you say you've been doing this for like 20 20 plus years now Mm -hmm. has there ever been a point where you looked at you know, looked at all the stuff you've done and, and gone, yeah, I, I could have done that better. Like, have you, has there ever been an instance where you looked at some, something like an old promo or commercial or whatever, and you're like, yeah, yeah, I could have, I could have, I could have done that better. I'm sure, I'm sure there is. Um, and I, I know I've done it. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I kind of before what I was talking about with this kind of philosophy of just like, fuck it. You know what I mean? Like I do my audition, set it and forget it. You know what I mean? Like, and, and it's hard to do sometimes, especially like if you want it or something. I, well, I do some on camera stuff as well. And those are the ones, you know, since I don't do a lot of on camera, when I submit something for on camera, I'll, it's easier for me to dwell on that with a voiceover thing. I'm able to just send it in and, you know, whatever, let it, let it go. And, and so, so it's kind of the same way with, with gigs, especially, like I say, since most of it is with commercials. Um, But even in, even in the games and stuff, you you know, we're in this, in voiceover, in film, uh, in television, 
the actor is not really doesn't have the final say. You know what I mean? Like we don't get to choose which take they're going to use. Um, so the ultimate decision is the, um, you know, is the directors. So, um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I guess I, there aren't many times where I felt like I haven't given them what they wanted. Um, I mean, I've certainly been dropped from a couple, I, I've been fired a couple times, but you know, just like, you know, they turn off your headphones and then a few minutes later, it's just like, Hey man. So, uh, we're just going to go ahead and wrap it up. <laughs> You're like, okay. Um, but you know, but even then that was, you know, I, I don't feel like, well, I wasn't bringing it. It was just like, you know, they either get what they want or they don't. And, um, but I, I feel like I can usually give them what they want. Um, I don't know, but again, I, you know, I try not to think about it. It's, one of those things that I don't have any control over it. So let it, let it slide. It's, it's best not to dwell on it because if you do, it's going to, you know, eat you alive. Right. Right. Now it's the, uh, you know, day after from uh, the day after a, a long night of drinking, those are the ones I hold on to, which is the, Oh my God, what the hell did I say? Oh my God. Did I, was I an asshole? I'm always waking up with my wife saying, Maybe was I ass- was I an asshole last night? <laughs> like I don't know, probably. So <laughs> that kind of stuff I'll hold on to. <sighs> Work stuff, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, shit. I think I I think we covered everything I needed to cover. So. All right. <laughs> so uh, before we wrap everything up, uh, where can people find you online to bother you? Yeah, please do bother me. Um, I am on Instagram at uh, brandon.paul.eels. Um, I'm a three-namer. I'm Brandon, Brandon Paul Eels. My, my dad passed away about 17 years ago, and uh, uh, so I picked up – I was named – my middle name was – his name was Paul. So I kind of picked up the uh, Brandon Paul Eels as a tribute to him a little bit. Um, I am on the Instagrams. I'm on Twitter, at virtualbrandon. Uh, I'm on the, you know, on the, the World Wide Web, uh, BrandonPaulEels.com. And um, I think I'm on TikTok and I'm on Twitch, Fat Brando, Fat underscore Brando on Twitch. Uh, you know, let's play video games together. And uh, I don't know. Bother me. I'm not doing anything. All right. Thanks for taking the time up to do this. This has been a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, if you ever want to come back for whatever reason, you know where to find yeah. me. <laughs> uh, availability is what I'm best at. It's good talking with you, Abdullah. Thanks <laughs> right. for having me on, man. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.